This is 360 Performance, and I'm your host, Dr. Lowell Whiteman, also known as Coach. As we start off every show each week, I try to start it off with a mindset moment. And this week's mindset moment relates to our topic of the day. But before I announce the topic, let me just share with you this quote. Time heals all until you need the time because recovery from injury and change depends on the physical and emotional foundation you start with. That was from me. That's a quote from me that I use and share with my clients when they're dealing with change, both physical change and emotional change. And recently, I am a resident expert of that physical change. I have had uh, knee surgery on my left knee to take care of a um, torn medial root meniscus. That may not mean a lot to all of you, but it, it does have significant change when you're not able to put any weight on that side of your body. So it's very limiting in your movement in and about uh, your house or wherever you're going to be going. And when you have that no weight bearing situation, crutches become an even more interesting challenge regardless of how much experience you might have. Now, that being said, I want to let you know that we're going to talk about our topic today, which is recovery and renew. Those are processes. Those processes can impact both a physical and emotional recovery on, a, on progress to renewing. So we're going to talk about that process and what it means when you are, like in my case, very limited in our movement. Could be extended to somebody in a wheelchair or it could be somebody emotionally just so drained and fatigued that they too are having difficulty interacting and behaving in a way that really is healthy for them. Now those may be extremes for some of you, but even the subtlest of changes, both physically and emotionally, require some recovery and some renewal consideration. Both are processes. Now, as we talk about that, let me share with you the insights from somebody that many of you might know who this is just by hearing his voice. But he speaks about getting up, responding, and projecting yourself into the situation as you define yourself. Here's, I'll let you guess who it is. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then go out and get what you're worth. But you gotta be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Yes, I am. I believe I am better than that. But even though Rocky or Sylvester Stallone, as he talked to his, his uh, successful career-minded son, who wasn't exactly thrilled about his dad continuing to box, which was the antithesis of that scene, he talks about getting up and moving forward. So whether it's a surgical procedure that operated on your left knee or it's something that has faced you in your career path and you're trying to overcome it and deal with it, understand it, the processes are the same. The re recovery and renewal processes are the same. You're dealing with, with it with an attitude that it, it, it matters how quickly you get up, not har how hard you've been hit, or in my case, how painful the surgery might have been. 
And I also should remind you that I'm a year out of major surgery on my left shoulder. It seems my left side of my body is getting it, getting most of the attention these days. But when you have injury, it's, it's an injury that could be a physical injury. It could be an emotional in- injury. Now, those emotional injuries can sometimes result in behaviors that impact lifestyle, uh, finances, relationships. But regardless of what and who might be impacted by that injury, it is a process that requires recovery. You need to be aware of what and who you are so that you can get into that recovery place. Recovery that might look like uh, you're wearing a sling, like I did with my shoulder. Um, A sling that isolated my arm so I couldn't move it. In my case now with my left knee, it's recovery using crutches, but I can't put any weight on that left side. So my whole right side of my body is taking a lot of that pressure, that flexibility, that movement through that right side so I can feel like I'm functioning. So recovery after injury is an important piece to understand, not only about what your attitude is toward it, like the soundtrack from the movie Rocky and Sylvester Stallone speaking about getting up even though you've been hit hard it's how fast you get up and deal with it and move on basically resiliency because you're dealing with all these different accoutrements slings crutches ice packs ice machine you know all different kinds of things within that recovery process that you need to adjust and adapt to and for some of it's it us it might be the first time you've ever had to deal with those kinds of situations Now, as you progress through the recovery process, it should dovetail right into the renewal process. And hopefully you have environments and settings that are pleasant, enlightening, fresh, clean, (laughs) aromatic. You pick the adjective of what describes that setting that's going to help you maximize your renewal process. Now, in some cases, even in the renewal process, you still have lingering elements of the recovery process. Lingering elements like a sling. Uh, Maybe you don't have to wear it as much, but you're still wearing it to avoid anybody bumping into it and putting you in a compromising position. Or with crutches, making sure that you're stable. I have a brace on as well from my ankle to my hip. Uh, That is something that's gonna be with me even after I'm off the crutches. And you're, you're gonna have to deal with it. But it, it kind of dove, kind of, it does, not kind of, it dovetails right into that renewal process. So you've got injury, recovery, and renewal. They're all processes for you to get fully, fully developed back to where you were at, or perhaps even better than where you were at. So when you look at the renewal process for you, maybe it's an emotional uh, situation that created the injury, or maybe it is a physical one. What does that renewal process look like for you? And what do you anticipate are some of the challenges that you will face? (laughs) Let me tell you from experience, some of the challenges I've faced, I didn't think I was going to face them. Like stability on my crutches. I mean, it's not the first time I've, I've, I've been on crutches, but it really felt in certain moments that I was losing my mind and my understanding of what my body can and cannot do. I, I did okay. I, I, I balanced it out, literally. I balanced it out. But be aware of what you think you're going to face so that you are taking your time, slowing things down. And believe me, that is a tough order for me to follow, is to slow down and pace myself 
and and really be aware of where I'm at in the space that I'm I'm motoring in. Because I, I look at I don't want to fail. I don't want to slip or trip or stub my crutch and you know toddle topple over onto the a door jam, which by the way I did, thankfully onto my right side, not my left. So be be aware of those surroundings so that you can truly enhance the process from injury to recovery and then renewal. It's an interesting place I find myself in sometimes. And one of those interesting places is dealing with the apparatuses that have to be included in the process. Like, for example, ice therapy. These great little machines that pump cold ice water through this hose onto a pad that you get to wrap your knee in or wrap your shoulder in. Those are just wonderful devices. I'm, I'm so grateful for a friend of mine who let me use his. But as I say that, and as I feel better and better from the point of injury into my recovery process, I'm on my crutches. I challenge people to race me <laughs> in the hallway at the PT center or just trying to crip around the house and, and, and feed my dog <laughs> and, and yet at the same time stay focused on what I'm doing. So in that recovery process and into the renewal, your movement, what you used to do is not the same. You're not in the same place. With my leg, I don't have two legs to, to uh, rely on for balance and stability, let alone speed. So it's being considerate of that and mindful of what my movement's like and, and take full advantage of that ice machine to process me through um, both my recovery and my renewal. Now, I've also got these, these devices uh, that are added to my PT process, the physical therapy process. So as I come out of injury to recovery, uh, at some point in the recovery process, I'll, I'll transition, stay in it a little bit, but I'll transition to recovery because physical therapy is now in play. So like range of motion, bending my knee, trying to activate my thigh again to make sure the quads are, are, are firing and doing what they're doing, uh, going through some exercises to get all that activated and processed through. So once again, I'm overusing the term process, but physical therapy is a big part of that transition period in, in recovery all the way into renewal. And quite honestly, even past full recovery, full renewal, um, I'm still relying on using exercises in my strength building and um, stability uh, exercises from my shoulder. I, I'm, I stretch the same way I stretch with my shoulder when I was hurt, uh, when I was going through the recovery process. It is a very, very useful set of routines. So be aware in that uh, PT session about what they're doing. So do what you're told. <laughs> I, I know it's hard because it's hard for me. I'm, I'm telling you truthfully, it's difficult when you're an active person and you want to move around. And now because of the situation and the requirements you need to follow to, to keep the healing process going, you need to do what you're told or you're going to wind up going backwards and having to do something you don't want to do again. So as I say that in doing doing what you're told, it requires a little bit of awareness. Like when you're in the PT sessions, be aware of what's being said so that you, as a good listener, more than just empathetic, be uh, a listener for your own best interest and ask questions because listening isn't just about what you hear. It's also about how aware are you about the words you hear and the explanations that you're given and how they create a picture that you can easily follow. So make sure you're active in your awareness. 
and listening within those physical therapy uh, sessions so that you can really continue to practice at maximum benefit what is required of you in those sessions. Uh, look at again. I'm I'm fully disclosed to you. It's it's a humbling situation when you're faced with a physical uh, injury and what it can do to you, both mentally uh, and physically. And hopefully, on the physical side, it's a very positive thing. You're coming through it, getting completely healed, really doing what is necessary to maximize that healing process, and maybe even come out on the other side of the the uh, the journey of those recovery and renewal processes as a little bit more bionic. (laughs) You're better than you were when you started. Um, I've got a good feeling about my leg. I think um, I will be equal to or better than I was before. It certainly has motivated me to uh, continue to be better at at focusing my attention to my legs and the strength building and flexibility of my legs because I for sure want to continue to golf and get back out into the gym and the pool to do the things I love to do. It's important to take note of that. It's a wonderful uh, process that you need to go through to come out of the injury, doing what you're told. Once you get out of the injury situation and start entering into that recovery process, there'll be a time frame in that recovery process where you'll entertain the physical therapy um, process and, and get with your physical therapist to really escalate it into the renewal so that through that completion of that therapy session, all of those therapy sessions and that renewal process, you will you will feel and see uh, a wonderful process for healing and completing that healing process. So as you think about that, also think about what it takes for you to stay on task with all those other distractions that you might find in your life before the injury. Get anchored in what you do best and what you know you can do and transition that into these processes so that you're not sitting in those in those lone moments uh, wondering, because you know, when you're sitting with an ice pack around your knee and the water is pumping through it, it's kind of boring. And, you know, if, if you've watched as much TV as many of us have during the pandemic, there's not much to watch. So stay focused in a positive place. Keep doing that positive self-talk for yourself to generate the kinds of things that are going to help you be the best that you can be. When you are um, in a good place to continue to move forward uh, and, and identify the challenges that you're going to face, that's very, very important for you to be able to anticipate that. And I'm going to tell you this, the processes you put in place, once you, once you go through that injury moment, if it needs surgery, then you got surgery along with that injury moment, and then you get into recovery and strive towards renewal, you will be able to, because of those processes, you will be able to identify what those obstacles are for you and those challenges and how they will better you. So with that being said, let's just take a a brief, just thought of reflection, if you will, and consider this whole process requires to, to begin the, 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 the renewal or get to the renewal because recovery is, recovery is a big part of the healing. We can substitute the word healing for recovery. 
if we need to. One of those things that I have utilized is ice therapy. Now I've got uh, one brand, I don't remember the brand that I'm using right now, but there's all kinds of, uh, uh, Cool Man is a brand that's out there. They all pretty much have the same reservoir of water that you pile ice into, and then that water's quickly cooled, and you pump it through this device that recirculates it through, and you, you wrap this device around your knee or your shoulder or your ankle, or whatever the body part that's been uh, wounded, uh, whether it's because of surgery or just a, an injury that got, has swelling in it, uh, these devices are awesome. They really improve the quality of my time during the healing process and my recovery, as well as uh, enhancing uh, the, the healing of the wound site itself. It just It's amazingly efficient. Um, I'm grateful for the friends I have that, that already had a machine like this, the ice therapy machine. The other part of this is you've got the movement part. Now, again, I said to you, I'm not very good at this. I fight it, but I know how important it is. Um, the crutches, all the devices, a boot on your foot if you've got an ankle or lower leg injury. For me, it's a brace from my, my ankle, from my hip down to my ankle. Uh, it, it allows me to bend it if I need to. Those devices are extremely important to have with you. Make sure you understand how they operate, how they work. For example, when I got the crutches, they were already fitted for me, but I was asleep when they did that. So when you first put them on, if the attending nurses don't ask you about how they fit, let them know if they don't fit well. Let them know so they can adjust a little bit. Because uh, everybody's just a little bit different. I mean, the crutches have little marking places on them about height, but that doesn't mean that, you know, some people like the, the, the crutches way up in their armpits, some people like them a little lower. Uh, make sure you share with those nurses uh, and those medical professionals what works for you. It's important to do that. And the reason it's important is because you want to move. You got to get up and move. I, I want to get up and move before they want me to get up and move sometimes. <laughs> it's just, that's just who I am. And everybody's different. Everybody has their own degree of emphasis in these areas. But you've got great machines like the ice therapy machines, the crutches that allow you to move. And then when you get to the process of between recovery and renewal, you're going to be interjecting a physical therapy process. And, and listening and, and watching, you know, listening to the therapist, watching what your body does when you try to get your brain to engage your, uh, your quads and squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. And you're going, whoa, it doesn't move much at all. Well, expect some of that. And don't have too high of expectation about the response of muscle and tissue when you're less than a month out of surgery. I'm, I'm just right at, I think, two and a half weeks a little bit. Listen very carefully to your therapists and the medical professionals. Now, as I say that, I also want to be mindful of this. You're still the patient. You're still the person of concern. The focus is around you in those moments of therapy, uh, medical examination. So you deserve to ask questions. Make sure you ask questions. Now, as I say that, I, I'm presuming that everybody has the same level of understanding that I do. Not the case, right? So if you need an advocate, you need another pair of ears, bring a friend, uh, bring a colleague, bring another athlete, maybe a teammate who's gone through it before. Have them listen to your interaction with the therapist and the physician. I'm presuming with these remarks that you are of age, you're 18 years old or older, a young adult. If you're a high school student, I'm gonna guess mom or dad are gonna go with you, maybe both. The point is, have somebody who has a frame of reference that has familiarity with these 
uh, recovery renewal processes that they've gone through before. Maybe they've had an injury before. Maybe they've had a shoulder injury before. That can be very helpful insight for you to have at any of your appointments. My point though for you is ask questions. You are the person that's of importance. It's all about you. Now, as I just said that, you gotta do what you're told. Once you've got your questions answered and you've still got your agenda in front of you about the process of going through that recovery and that renewal, do what you're told. That again, there's a dialogue here. It's not a one-sided street. So as you do what you're told, you're going through the agenda and you, you try to practice what it's said on the agenda and you go, man, it just doesn't seem like it's, it's working for me. That's the, that's the kind of thing to share. Make sure you tell your therapist, hey, I was doing these at home between our visits. It didn't quite click for me or I didn't think it clicked it for me. Would you please help me understand what, if anything, that I'm missing? Once again, ask a question. Share information. Just because you're a competitive athlete or an executive of a big company doesn't mean you know everything. Love to have a little sip of water during the show. Colorado in the summertime, the humidity is down, so it, it dries out in a hurry. I'm just glad I'm here during the week so that the, the utilities are on, the fans are going. It would be a hot box in here if you had to do a show on the weekend because things kind of get shut down on the weekends. So do what you're told. That's what we're talking about as I shared with you my little brief break of refreshment and hydration. Within that, that scenario of doing what you're told, I'm not asking you to sacrifice your attitude and your understanding of who you are. Share that. Add in those moments where you humble yourself in a way that's gonna get the best for you by asking questions. But then when that happens and you get answers, be aware through your listening how it fits. Did you get the full answer that you needed? Does it, does it fit with the scenario that you explained to them? Like with me, sometimes I explain things and people look at me sideways or, and they don't, they don't ask me questions. I, don't, I didn't get that, could you repeat that again? <laughs> um, so make sure that your awareness of how they're listening to you is high and that you can give them some feedback, but also when they speak, make sure that your listening skills, your level of empathy, your level of desire to get to the end in mind is heightened so that you can truly get good information through that awareness and listening process. Man, I'm getting tired just thinking about all the stuff I go through with the, with the uh, processes of renewal and recovery. Uh, but remember, I, I did it recovery and renewal. I believe it should be said that way because from a timeline, you're recovering after that injury, that surgical process or that fix the injury. Now we're gonna go into recovery. And then with recovery, we amp it up, level up again to the renewal process. I think that's a better way of looking at that that recovery renewal um, timeline and footprint. It's always interesting to me, especially this time of year, because we've got we've got college football teams all over the nation uh, starting. They've started their programs, getting ready for the season. We've got uh, NFL football exhibition games. The Broncos will be playing tomorrow um, against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, it should be a very interesting uh, dance, and I say it that way because. All the people that the fans want to see play aren't going to play a lot. Like Russell Wilson's probably not going to play a lot. He's going to go out. And I'm hoping he does more than one series of downs. I hope he does a couple of series. Uh, because I'd like to see that repetitive nature of his effort with a group of offensive linemen, receivers, uh, running backs, go against uh, the number one defense uh, of Dallas. In practices, we call it ones against ones, ones against twos, uh, twos against ones. It's something that really will give us an idea of 
how well acclimated are they, these players, some of which who don't have never known each other other than reputation, have never played with each other, don't know each other very well. This whole preseason camp was both an emotional and physical effort, uh, not only by the Broncos, but by every fo NFL football team out there, every college football team at every level, from Division I down to Division III. Um, they're all going through that process. In our moment of reflecting right now, make sure that you find uh, a place when you reflect, uh, even if the issues are tough and challenging to think about. Uh, find an environment that's gonna be conducive to, you know, kind of leveling out the emotions, helping you work through those, those attitudes. Like my favorite sign from the Coney Inn. Uh, it's sunset at the Coney Inn right here at 1140-ish in the morning in Colorado. Uh, it's just such a serene setting with the palm trees, the, the fluffy white clouds with the, the amber and yellow uh, sunset uh, across the Pacific Ocean. Give yourself those moments when you're thinking about, like many of the coaches at the college level are thinking about, oh my gosh, are we going to get through another day? It's, it's arduous <laughs> to get through all these scenarios. And we've got 130 plus kids that eventually we're going to have to whittle it down to define who's going to be on the playing roster to set up our uh, progressions of uh, you know first level second level third level on the, on the roster and the depth chart because not everybody's going to make the active squad those who don't will more than likely find a role in a in a uh, practice squad role uh, not too dissimilar to what happens in the pros they all have limits as well much smaller limits, <laughs> but nonetheless, they have limits. Um, I believe it's gonna be a very interesting season because the energy that was cooped up because of the pandemic is still sitting inside a lot of players. They were not fully satisfied. And then you add the energy of rookies, which in many cases, not only the energy of rookies, but the talent of rookies is good enough to compete for a, a position in the depth chart and in some cases at number one. So it's gonna be a very interesting camp through the rest of the month of August. But I think if you've watched the news at all, much of the expectations of processes on uh, recovering from the off season <laughs> and renewing yourself once you get on the, the full-time uh, starting squad and depth chart of one to three, you will, you will see some really great things happening, some really great things. So a little bit of that reflection, let's, let's move to some specific things that you can do when you're faced with an injury, be it physical or emotional, or perhaps when you have a physical, it's both. You've got some emotional change as well. What are some process steps that you can put into place so that you raise your mindfulness up to be able to deal with the things you're going to have to prepare through those recovery processes, going to the renewal process, hopefully getting you at or beyond is my choice, go beyond the condition of performance capability that you were at before the injury. Well, like many things we talk about in delivering high performance efforts is visioning. Envision what it is. I mentioned a minute ago about looking at your recovery and renewal process and what does it look like? What does the, the snap of the quad look like in the injured leg versus the non-injured leg? So you get an idea of how hard to squeeze it <laughs> to get it where you want it, right? 
So that, that's a vision, a simple example of a vision. The other thing is the vision of, you know, imagining yourself going down the stairs. Remember, down the stairs, it's the good leg first and the bad leg, and then going up the, I'm sorry, reverse that, little Willy Wonka moment there. Going down the stairs, it's the bad leg first, then the good leg. Going up the stairs, it's the good leg first, set a foundation, and then the bad leg. And don't forget the vision and the feeling of where are the crutches. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've stubbed the nose of my crutch on a rug or just didn't pick it up high enough and it drags across the concrete or the asphalt. Not a good feeling. A little bit of you know, apprehension and fear rushes through my body. So get a vision before you move. Yeah, I know, it's gonna be slower. I get it, I've, I've, I've been there. I've, I've felt it as of just a few minutes ago as I came in here. The first time in years I've had to use the elevator here at the studio. Not exactly a, a, something I want to repeat often. I want to get through the recovery. <laughs> so the next step in the process, think about, well, how can you not, right, with an injury? I got to walk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to practice the vision of using my, my crutches. But in that practice, and you've got that vision, make sure you're emphasizing for yourself the key parts of those steps of the process. For me is pick the crutch up. Don't let it stuff itself on a rug or the hardwood floor or whatever it might be. Take your time um, because remember, practice, I, I, I learned this a lot of years ago, thankfully, that practice doesn't have to go fast. What practice needs to do is execute to the level of mastery. And sometimes the steps of the execution of a skill has to be slow for you to master it. So you really, really feel it. You understand what's going on. Like for example, I had to make sure I felt what my, and what my leg looked like. It's puffy, you know, there's some fluid in there. And I, every time I put the brace on, it relieves little dents and patterns of the brace. And I, I got a little bit freaked about that because I thought it was there for too long. Well, went to my visit with my my physical, my, my physician's assistant, Stacy, and, and she said, no, that's common. Now it's greatly reduced, but initially I, I didn't even remember that that existed in my prior situations with injuries. Practicing a vision that's based on facts, factual visions, visions that are based on what the experts have told you, you know, and your experience as well. Some visions are influenced by unknowns that you haven't seen before, and then that unknown gets kind of stuck in your head, kind of flips you around and twirls you out. Make sure that your visions are based on the professionals giving you the insights, the practice that you've gone through, so that you've got real-time experiences with uh, generating that vision. So that the next time you practice, not only do you know what the steps are precisely, but you also know how to adjust and adapt practice before to make it even better. Leveling up, not leveling on. So another key piece in the breathing pro in the process of being aware um, and moving your vision forward is during the practice, make sure you're breathing. Sitting any length of time for me in a chair because my, my leg is bent is, is gonna cause a little bit more swelling to happen and a little bit more stiffness to be part of my leg. And I've, I've gotta be aware of that. Part of my awareness is the fact that that I breathe. If I wasn't aware, I wouldn't take a breath and help me cleanse through that, that discomfort, bring more oxygen into my, my system. Remember, oxygen is a great way to 
bring healing process to your blood. O2 is necessary for blood not only to flow to the right places, but also to be available for repair, for uh, heightened awareness, uh, more oxygen to your brain, you're going to be sharper, you're going to think better. So breathing has a lot of merit within the processes we're talking about today when you want to you want to recover and the breathing process is a big part of that recovery. Now, I'm not going to diminish the fact you're going to eat, get have food, fuel yourself because when you bring in oxygen, what does a fire, what does the burning of something require? It needs O2. It needs oxygen. Bringing in oxygen, you know, taking your time when you eat, when you eat, making sure you have a nice even pace, not like the Marines, you know, where they're shoveling it in and barely breathing at all during the process of them shoveling down their food. Well, you're not in that desperate uh, drill camp scenario. You, you, you're in control of it. So use your breathing to benefit your healing process and give you those moments to think through things so that the visions that you create are accurate and representative of the steps and methods you have to apply. This is an area, boy, I tell you, this next point on the process to think about is, is extremely humbling. It's in, this, in the recovery and renewal process, it's where you really get reminded how mindful you need to be and how humble in your mindfulness uh, you, are, you should be required to do because it's gonna help you. And that point is accepting failure. You're gonna goof up, yeah. Accepting failure um, and the reality that there's gonna be errors, little, little slip ups. Uh, I'll give you an example, coming back to the crutches again. I, I make these noises like it sounds like I'm angry, right? When I, I stub my crutch or it's not quite stable when I lift it up from one stair to the next and I falter a little bit. The good thing is I don't falter so much I fall down. But accepting the failure in that moment is critical. It's extremely important for you to accept it so you move beyond it and continue to grow, continue to exercise and repeat your vision, the practice of that vision, breathing through that vision and that practice so that you're properly fueling what's going on as well as maintaining your mindfulness within the process. Because when, ex when failure comes, you can readily and quickly accept it. The quicker you accept failure, the quicker you get back to where you were before. That's resiliency. That's a description of a resilient behavior. All right, little failure right there. Okay, ooh, ooh, got it, got it, adjusted. Breathe, <sighs> crutch, crutch. <laughs> I just went through a verbally descriptive vision for you. Um, and as I did that, I also gave you example of fix it, the failure, the error, adjust in that fixing it, and then repeat. You're gonna go to the next step and the next step. And then you're gonna get, sit down and do some water therapy, and then you're gonna get up and do it again. Be aware, accept the failure, create a vision that allows you to practice at a level that's going to improve you and continue to test your courage and your humility. It's a given, absolutely a given. It's, um, it's always wonderful for me and surprising how much more I gain when I just take a moment. And yet, in my DNA, I wanna go fast. And I'm trying more and more every day to be better at pacing myself in a way that I maximize the level of understanding, awareness, and results. And that happens by having a really good vision of what and who I am. That to me is the def simplest definition of mindfulness. It starts with me. It starts with me acknowledging that I am present to do the things necessary through my recovery process 
to get to renewal and then continue with that renewal. Like I'm, I still do all my stuff with my shoulder. I don't, cause I don't want it to go backwards. I want the renewal process to be one that really reaffirms how good that shoulder is healed. And the same thing I'm gonna do with my knee. Fix it and repeat. I'm gonna give you a reference. There's a website that I want you to check out. It's uh, Stedman Clinic. That's www.the, T-H-E, Stedman, spelled S-T-E-A-D-M-A-N, clinic. TheStedmanClinic.com. Check them out. I, I tell you what, the reason I want you to check them out is because God forbid you should have an injury. But if you do, the Stedman Clinic is not just good as surgeons, as physicians in putting you, literally putting you back together, but their teams and their process of addressing your needs are something that I rarely see. But what's really interesting and dynamic for me is the consistency with which they deliver. And understand, they're dealing with high level physical performance competitors, the Olympic level, Super Bowl level, NHL level, cyclists, the highest level of athletes, every kind of athlete. So they are constantly delivering the highest level of performance every single day. My hat goes off to them. I thank them because they do it with a smile. That means they've got to love what they do and yet they're not exempt from being tired or frustrated or agitated, but they continue to deliver the best of the best. That's the Stedman Clinic, thestedmanclinic.com. Check them out. If you need something or you have a friend that needs something, check them out. Um, they, their main locations are in Vail, Colorado, but they have facilities uh, in and around the, the Denver metro area because they support many of the uh, professional sports teams in the Denver metro area, if not all of them, actually. My doctor, my surgeon is Dr. Armando Vidal. Armando's wife, Leslie, is also at the Stedman Clinic. They are both just superhuman beings. I, I can't say enough about them. With, with that being said, let's talk a little bit about what other athletes think about the recovery renewal process, the getting back from injury. Here's a quote for you. You can't control injuries. You really can't. But you can control how hard you work to come back. That's recovery and renewal. Speaking of come back, that's Brittany Griner's quote. I hope she comes back soon. I would love to trust impeccably, without hesitation, the comments of our statesmen about getting Brittany back. But history has told us to be a bit cautious in how quickly we believe everything they say. <laughs> Brittany's quote, once again, is, you can't control injury, you just can't, but you can control how hard you work to come back. She's a worker, Brittany Griner. Now, with that being said, and I don't, I totally agree with what Brittany has to say about that. And as I remember it, she's, she's gone through some uh, recovery and renewal uh, in, her, in her career as a, as a college basketball player and a professional basketball player. And the consequences of your competition are, are not just about winning. As a competitor, need to be aware that the preparation you put in to be aware of winning and losing will help you when I, I look at it, I don't want it for anybody. I want you to be injury free, but that's not the reality of high competitive people. We have our hair on fire. We go forward quickly and with strength and, and, and not with any reservation, especially if you've experienced championship outcomes. So with those kinds of skill sets and how you prepare for being a competitor and being that champion, it also prepares you to renew and recover. Here's what I've discovered. In many cases, my colleagues do not share with the athletes the foundation they created as a competitor, how it can be used to help them get through the injury, the recovery, and the renewal of that injury. 
but that's important to put in your mindset so that you continue to work really hard at freely, without any hesitation, getting after every skill that you've mastered and delivering it, knowing that the consequences of you competing are not just about winning and losing, but they're also about how you can renew and recover in the unlikely event that you're going to be injured. It's a mindset. That mindset helps everyone get through what is necessary in dealing with recovery and renewal processes. And if you can remember those people around you that compete to level up, they can be exemplars for you on how you can get through and past the obstacles that present themselves. Whether you have an injury or not, as I mentioned earlier, this doesn't just apply to anybody who's got, gotten injured. Yes, it's very, I'm, being, I'm being very specific today about recovery and renewal as it relates to injury, but sometimes injury can be just emotional or just physical. I, I tend to say that a physical injury has emotions to it because I am not thrilled on a daily basis of amping my brain up to get on those crutches. I would much rather just, hey, let me go. I have had suggestions about, hey, put on a rollerblade <laughs> on that left foot. I can roll around. No, the issue is no weight bearing. I'm listening, doing what I'm told. I'm leveling up. And in doing so, I'm reminded by all the tragedies that we have experienced. God forbid you've experienced it, but if you've heard about them, witnessed them, or both, the, the attitudes and actions that have gotten those who have suffered through all different kinds of things, be it injury, natural disasters, or God forbid, a, a violent tragedy in your neighborhood, love and care for one another never ends. And it is a, a force, a healing nectar that can wrap itself around all of those both emotional and physical injuries that we tend to collect through our competitive journey. And even if you aren't a real true competitor at the highest level, the likelihood of you suffering is probably less than others because you don't actively go looking for it. It's a universal truth as far as I'm concerned. Love, kindness, appreciation, all versions of the word love never ends. If it's present, when it's present, it has a very powerful healing force that allows you to level up, to come through and away from the injuries and tragedies that have consumed you and those around you. Now, that being said, I wanna remind you again, every Friday, we bring insights and strategies, methods to you about how to be a better performer, how to be a better you. As my daughter tells me routinely, live your best life, dad, live your best life. I know from experience that not everybody has been given, nor do they seek out strategies on how to live a best life. They just survive. I don't wanna just survive. I wanna step up, I wanna bootstrap others who are struggling with uh, finding a way to be better. So we give you this session live every Friday, 11 o'clock, but then we buff it up a little bit, polish it some, and we push it out into a podcast platform. I prefer Spotify, but we were also on, on Apple and Google and many others. You pick your favorite podcast platform that you look for insights and type in 360 performance, 360 performance. If it pops up with that wonderful little yellow square with our logo and my shiny little face, <laughs> you got the right place. Take a listen to both today's broadcast as well as those we've put in our library on any number of performance topics so that you can get yourself involved. 
You can't level up if you don't take action to get to the next step. Martin Luther King said, don't look too strongly at the end in mind before you take one step towards it. Know enough about what you, where you want to go, but take the first step. Take the first step. Get involved. Be part of a process that helps you be the best that you can be in making your plans so that you can take action. You know what that first step is and you know the path that it's on and where it could take you once you take every step within that structure of that pathway. I want to make sure we help you give definition to the pathways that make you better. But it starts with making your plans, plans that you uniquely want to participate in and that you will own. The college football programs that are starting up this month and getting ready for the season, those pro plan, those pro programs that are starting up this month, every one of those coaching staffs, every one of those administrative bodies and the leadership that's within there, every one of those players who really knows what, it's, what it takes makes plans to take action. Without those plans, you cannot adjust to the unexpected because the unexpected doesn't have a plan. But without a foundational plan that got you started, take that first step, you're going to have a hard time adjusting to the unknown, the unexpected. The actions of the other competitors that surprise you with their ability to deliver high performance. It's hard for you to counteract if you don't have a plan yourself. So make a plan. Take some action. Be part of a process that helps you win at being the best that you can be. And you know what? <laughs> As I say that, I was thinking about it before I push the button. KUHS does that for me every Friday. They, they allow me to uh, be challenged, to have support and systems here, to deliver messages to you about processes that will help you be the best that you can be for you. That's streaming right here at KUHS every day, 24-7, both music and talk, delivering what is the best of those worlds. I'm Dr. Whiteman. Uh, coach to some. Uh, we give you 360 performance every Friday, 11 a.m. I hope you have a great day. And as I close out the day, let me let me share with you something I missed at the beginning of the show, which we typically do, which is my gratitude. And I saved it to the end for a reason, because I, with an injury, look at it. It's hard to 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 accept this at any age. I want to make sure that I try to do as much as I can. But that being said, there's some things I can't do, nor should I do, because the doctor said, don't do that. So I'm grateful for the people, my family, my spouse, my partner, my friend, who has helped me uh, do things that I normally would do, and she's doing it for me. I'm grateful for her and her effort to do that. And sometimes it's not fun for her. <laughs> That's why I was doing it before this injury. So I'm even more grateful for that, because it takes a certain special attitude to work through the things that you're not comfortable uh, doing. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. If you have a special someone in your life, think about what they've been doing for you that you may have not acknowledged them for and share your gratitude to them for the effort they put out, in some cases without being asked. It just happens. Have a great day today. Enjoy every aspect of the day that you create for you. Live your best life.